Last Sunday, I began to think, guys, and for those of you that have seen me before, and again, I'm Pastor Derek Washington, I've been on this personal quest um, to really have God answer a question for me. And that's who I am in Him. Trying to find purpose. Trying to understand why He put me here. And so it's been this quest. And on Resurrection Sunday last week, we began to understand what God did for us on that cross of Calvary. That supernatural work that happened on the inside of us. I can't explain it. I don't know how it happens. But because he got up with all power in his hand, I can get up <laughs> with all power in my hand. And I had to reflect on that last week. And pastor has been at meet me at the cross. And we've met him. And so I just want to go through with you today that journey on finding out what God has and wants me to do here on earth. But what happened on that cross that took place that I may not have understood for all these years. And I'm still learning. So that's where I want to take you. So here, here's what we're going to do today. There's really two things that I want you to hear from me today through the word and through illustration. I want to know, I want to explore, let's say, that supernatural work that took place in each of us when we said, Father, I accept you. I believe that you died for me. And I believe that you rose for me. And I believe something happened on the inside that I can't explain. But you didn't do only that. You said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. That I'm going to go to my father and ask him to leave an advocate while you're here on earth. Somebody that will walk it out with you. Somebody that will counsel you. Somebody that will give you strength when we're weak. And I want to explore what that should look like because I'm under the impression that a lot of us live defeated lives and God himself resides in us. So why are we leading those defeated lives? Let us pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord God. I don't understand the supernatural work that went on at the cross, but give us a little glimpse, Father God, on what you would have us see, Holy Spirit, how we can walk it out with you, how power resides on the inside of us that will give us joy that we need, that will allow us to live like you would have us to. Lord God, I don't mean to offend when I preach, Lord God, so help temper my words if that's what you would like me to do. But Father God, I know you want me to tell the truth and that's all I can. So I thank you this morning 
and I bless you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Where I would like to go for those of you that have your Bibles or your electronic device, I want to work in Genesis this morning. Genesis chapter 5. And I'm just going to uplift a few verses for us this morning. So that's Genesis. Is that me walking by? That's Genesis um, chapter 5. And I want to uplift to you, I apologize to y'all, I do have bifocals and uh, they don't work. So I'm going to move them to read. Amen, amen. Chapter 5, I'm going to start at verse 14, and then I'm going to skip to verse 22 and verse 23, and it reads this way, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing. What did I say? Lord, have mercy. See, my tire went flat last night. Couldn't get to church. I'm all confused. Galatians. Galatians. I I hope y'all... Forgive me, please. Galatians chapter 5. Amen. Y'all need me to read that again. Amen. Because y'all was in Genesis. Let me me do it quickly. Amen. 14. Genesis, oh Lord. Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. Amen. Verse 14. And I'm going to read it like this quickly. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Amen. Amen. I'm in the right place now, y'all. Amen. If I had to title this, I'm going to tell you the title would be brand new. And that's all. It's just being brand new. Amen. So, the best way that I want to get started, because I want to I wanna illustrate a little bit, when I am left of center, sorry y'all, but when I'm left of center on the stage, I'm talking about the flesh. I'm talking about doing it under your own strength. I, I, I'm talking about slavery and bondage and legalism, okay? When I'm over here, I'm going to try to be physically in the places that I'm saying, and when I'm over here, I'm in the Spirit. I'm walking in the Spirit. I have freedom in the Spirit. I can do all things and accomplish all things in the Spirit. Amen. All right, let me see if this is going to work. My head is big, so I apologize. And when I'm center, this is where I vacillate between the flesh world and the spirit world. So that's, the, that's where I want y'all to understand where we're at. And the best way I can begin to really illustrate this for you, 
and I'm going to mark my age a little bit, my age. Do y'all remember that, that sitcom called Different Strokes? Y'all remember that? With Arnold, I, I, you don't remember that, do you, Brighton? You don't know nothing about Different Strokes, do you? Well, Different Strokes, the main character was this little guy called, his name was Arnold, right? Arnold and his brother Willis. Y'all remember that? What you talking about, Willis? Y'all remember that? But what happened in that sitcom, for those of you that are not familiar, Arnold and Willis were two young men that grew up in the projects. And their mother was a maid that worked for Mr. Drummond in the penthouse in the sky. And in the story, the mother dies. And Mr. Drummond has a decision to make. Do I let these two little boys go back and be dealt with, or do I bring them over to in my house and I adopt them as my sons? And, and, and I know all of you have heard this in one form or another. I'm going to use this form for this analogy. Most people say you can take a child out of the projects and move them to a place but you can't take the projects out of the child. So when we begin to think about these two different worlds that they were thrust into, we begin to think, and I give you some historical context on these Judaizers who were Jewish Christians. And what they were doing back then was trying to say you had to do more by being circumcised, the law, before salvation could take place. And Paul was teaching that no, you can't bring those Old Testament mosaic law of Moses to this place. You, all you have to do is believe what was done on the cross and you will be saved. But the Judaizers said no, no. You can't do that. You need to be circumcised. I need to keep putting more and more and more on you so you can do it under your own strength. Over here, I just need to believe in the work of the cross. And I would submit to you today, that's difficult. It's difficult. And so we end up vacillating between these two worlds and we're frustrated. And we don't know why God isn't there when we need him to be. Because we're trying to dip over here and dip over here. See, even Paul, even Paul says it this way. In, in, in Romans 7, I'm not going to read 15 to 23, but in Romans 7, he says it this way. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But if I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it's no longer I myself who do it, but it's the sin living in me. And if I fast forward a little bit in here, for in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me. 
waging war against the law, my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. See, I didn't understand that supernatural thing that took place at the cross when I got baptized in the eighth grade at Mount Moriah Baptist Church in a roar over there by King Supers under the Reverend Barkus B. Adam, rest his soul. I didn't know what happened in me. And so when I began to look at it, huh? When we were born, we were born of a sin nature. That's how we was born. We were born into iniquity by the first Adam. But when I received Jesus Christ, I was born again. And that begins to be confusing. Nicodemus even looked at it as confusing. Nick came up to Jesus and said, "What well, Jesus, do, do I got to crawl back up into my mama's womb while I'm full grown to be born again? What, what is it that I got to do? I don't understand. And I would tell you, it is confusing because the sin nature always is going to pull us because it's about me, myself, and I. Versus the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus when it becomes about we, us, and them. And so we vacillate because we live in this world where selfishness and being seen runs our lives. And so it's, 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 it becomes a problem when the warring is going on and the things that are happening. It, it's like this. I'm born again and I don't understand the supernatural work that happened here. So what I try to do is I try to take the spiritual things, those fruits of the spirit, and, 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 and I'm trying to put a CD in a tape cassette. It'll never work. I'm trying to put a DVD in a VCR. And it'll never work. So as long as I'm vacillating all the time and trying to walk right as a Christian, huh? I'm trying, I'm doing my best, but I keep putting that doggone DVD in the VCR. And it don't work. I'm telling you, I've been doing this for a long time. New Covenant, I was there for 10 years. Restoration, I've been there, here for 15 years. I've only been two places in my life. And for the majority of the time, y'all are not going to see me on this side. Because I vacillated between that side. But I mainly stayed on this side. Because I was doing stuff out of my flesh. Even when I was trying to do right. I would dress up every week. I would act like a deacon every week. And I would go to church every Sunday, dressed up, looking the part. <laughs> and when I got home, 
when I got home out of this environment, I, I went right in here doing everything that I knew I wasn't supposed to do. Vacillating between the two worlds. And I know it. And I don't feel good about it. But I did it. And that's just the truth. So the back part of the scripture, and I won't be before you long, this is a lot of work that can be done in this chapter. But verse 23 at the end of it says, if you do all these fruits against such things, there is no law. So we try to incorporate the fruits. But if you don't know that supernatural work has taken place at the cross, even when you're using the fruits, you can use the fruits and be in your flesh and you remain here. So when we begin to talk about joy, see joy is that happiness that happens on the inside and it doesn't take anything else for you to use. But where it happens to us, when we need joy, we expect somebody else to make us happy. When we need joy, instead of going to him, the one that can supply it, we go to material possession. Let me buy this new house, that'll give me joy. That'll last for 10, 15 minutes. Let me get this new car. That'll give me joy. And see, we're operating in a fruit. But I tell you, it's temporary. And our mindset hasn't changed because we don't understand what has happened at the cross. So then we get to patience. We get to patience. Oh, y'all know it. We in a microwave society. Let me, just, let me just go all the way over here when we go to patience. I'm just going to get all the way over here. Patience is not what you do while you're waiting. It's how you act while you're waiting. And, and you ask for God and he tells you, I'll give you everything you need. Everything you act, just knock. But because these two worlds are in balance and they're in warring, you don't get what you ask for. And I need you to understand that when you're on the flesh side of the house. You see what I'm saying? Does, are we getting this? We understanding. We praying for everything, but the sides are warring. So when we're when we're not patient, this might be a way that we act. Oh Lord, let me get in. The, let, let me get in the. Do we have phone books now? No, I can just look it up in my phone now. Uh, hmm. Psychic source. Uh, let, let me go and spend three dollars a minute and see if somebody can tell me what the heck is going on. Because we don't wait on God. We don't wait on him. And because these wars are, are raging between this nature and that nature, we, we don't become patient and we don't wanna hear 
what God really has to say. And so we go and do other things. Here's my last point. And I really hope that I, I don't offend anybody. I'm just going to tell the truth. A lot of us, me included, a lot of us, you on the internet, a lot of us have spiritual gifts that God has given us. And there's gifts that we use in the world today when we're going about our daily business. And God asks, let's say for instance, you are a person that works with children all week long. And when you come in the house, the thought comes to you of like, uh, I work with children all week. I don't want to do that for the kingdom. I, I don't want to do that for my church. I don't want to do that. What I would tell you is that you're operating under the flesh. Why? Because I'm doing it under my own strength. And I don't know how to seek him to maybe just change it just a little bit. And that's all it takes, but it's, that war is going on and we don't know how to do that. So we operate that I'm going to be tired. I can't do this. You hear what the, you hear what the verbiage is over here? I, I can't do, I can't do this. I can't help you. I, and so let me show you how it might change if you just change your thinking. Isn't that what he tells us to do? Just change our thinking and say, Lord, I do. I do work with children. And I, I, I just don't want to get stuck having to do it. So I, I just sit in the pews and I use my gift and I sit and I only use it for the world. I, I don't use it for the kingdom. But Lord, I need your help. Lord God, give me your help so that I can transform this thinking and I can bring young people into the, into the fray, into God's house and get a word from you so that it uplifts your kingdom. And by the way, Father, can you send some help? Can you send all those other people that are sitting on their hands and saying what I won't do and come and help? Because over here, we need help. Y'all have heard 20% of the folks do this and do that. We got to stop that. We got to stop that. And so we need, to, we need to really understand that it's a very subtle change between this world and that world. This world is all about what I have to do. This world, it's all what the Holy Spirit can help me do. And it's just a subtle change, but it's the way we think that makes that change happen in our lives. Here's what a feed came over my phone, um, the Wall Street Journal. It's just a quick, they just come on my phone because I put in a notification for that. And it says, school shutdowns. 
family traumas, Americans' children are suffering. It could take years to recover. It could take years to recover. So finally, um, let me take you to Genesis 14, and I'm going to get it wrapped up. Genesis 14 says, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Oh, Lord, Galatians, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Over here is where that law lives. We need relationship. We need each other. The world would have you do it all by yourself. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. But we need each other. And in order to grow and in order to get to where God wants us to order to live a purpose-filled life, you cannot do it on your own. You cannot do it on your own. We need you. And here's the last thing I would say. Pastor put up and told you about April 21st. We need you. We need you to stop sitting on your spiritual gifts. We need you to stop just coming to church on Sunday and maybe sometime on Wednesday and think that the flesh is going to leave. Because if the natures are the same, we're going to default. Our go-to is going to be to our sinful nature. And we have to begin to change that, that our go-to is to the Holy Spirit. See, James Harden has a go-to. He get that. With that left. Do you have a go-to move? And is it the Holy Spirit? This is what I would like to do. We got, we're trying to figure out this whole salvation thing. If you would like the fruits of the Spirit to operate in you, what I would just like you to do, I want to pray with you as when I'm praying for myself. If we would all just choose to close our eyes for one moment. And those of you that want the fruits to be activated in your life, just raise your hand. And when you raise your hand, I'm just going to look and I'm just going to pray. So may we all close our eyes. Lord God, as hands go up over this room, I just want to ask you, Lord God, to impart in each person how to use those fruits, Lord God, out of freedom and out of love for you, Father God. That they would go, Lord God, and understand the difference between their flesh and your spirit of freedom, Lord God. And they would do things because they love you, Father, not because they have to. We need to begin to live a thank you type of thing for what you've done on the cross of Calvary. That supernatural work that transcends everything, Father God. But we still have a choice that you gave us. Let us not vacillate between both worlds, Lord God, but let us do better. 
We love you, Father God, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.